Hey everyone, welcome to the Pandora Theater. I'm Clint Schaffer. And I'm Chad Weeks, and we're a couple guys who like movies and like talking about movies. Clint, what movie are we going to watch tonight? We're going to watch Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984. So grab your popcorn, fill your drinks, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. We just got done watching Wonder Woman 1984. Chad, what was your thoughts on it? Uh, before we talk about our thoughts, I want to say we're going to review this movie. Uh, we're going to try and do it without spoilers. So we're going to try and keep this safe. Uh, if we do have any content that says that, we'll throw a spoiler alert coming up or something like that on your back of your screen. But I'd like to, I'd like to keep it. We're going to talk about some stuff. So if you have seen it or if you have not seen it, feel free to, uh, feel free to watch. It's going to be safe. But Clint... I want to know what your thoughts are on it first, because I feel <laughs> I feel like yours are going to be a little bit more. Well, uh, yeah. So I watched it, uh, or my family and I watched it on uh, on HBO Max, right? So we got to watch it at the uh, at the comfort uh, of our own home, and uh, and how we watched it, we watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Then we ended up uh, the next day we watched Wonder Woman, and then we watched 1984 one more time, just to give it a, a good thorough watch, uh, you know, watch here. I would say out of all of the DC movies, uh, this would rank uh, just above Green Lantern. <laughs> like that's that's where I would put this movie. That's that, that's a horrible that's a horrible thing. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's the worst thing you could possibly say. At least it's above Green Lantern, I guess. Yeah, no, it's Suicide Squad. Oh uh, no, it's it's below Suicide. Oh Squad. come on, above it is. It oh, is. Okay. I think this. I think this is an incredibly <clears throat> poor written movie, and and I did enjoy it. It's entertaining. I enjoyed Green Lantern to, yeah. to you know for uh, all yeah, that. That's a good point. But but I think this is a incredibly, incredibly poor written movie. Yeah, I I would agree with that on some levels. Um, I feel like there's some things that were, a little bit too in your face, uh, like a little bit too more on the nose. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that we, we knew. We knew Steve Trevor was coming back, right? Which, yep. which first off, I love Chris Pine. I love seeing Chris Pine out there. So like, I, I feel like that was great. Um, I love Pedro Pascal. I know you weren't as big a fan of him, but I do like the fact that he. I, I mean, he's. You said he was an over actor. Yeah, I. I like him as an actor, right? I oh, mean, I love it. Mandalorian, right? Yeah. I mean, Mandalorian. Prince Oberon. Awesome. Prince Oberon, the greatest one. what could have been in G Game of Thrones history, but no. Yeah. I, so I, I, I like, I like him as an actor. Uh, I thought this particular role with Max Lord, and overall, before I get into that, overall, the acting in this movie was actually really, really good. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but when it comes to his character, I feel like it was just overdone and it was overacted. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that fits in with it with his TV personality. He said he said in, in there at one point he is a uh, a TV personality, and you know that's kind of like hokey. So I, I can yeah. kind of get behind that. So I'm not going to fault him on that. I think that he's got. I mean, he's a great actor. He's been fan fantastic. So yep. I think that he was. That's what he was shooting for, and that's what he was going for. I think that overall his character just didn't have a whole lot to work with because, again, I kind of agree with you. It was, it was kind of a poorly written movie. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of things that just didn't add up. They just didn't make sense. Uh, first off, we talked about Steve Trevor coming back. Why do we need Steve Trevor again? I would rather have this movie be handled by Gal Gadot and Chris, Kristen Wiig because I feel like they have they had the chemistry. They did great. I, I really liked both of those characters a lot. Cheetah's a great villain. Uh, you've got Wonder Woman, who's a great character. Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, is probably the best in the DC universe. I would say, like, 
hands down. Hands down. I mean, hands it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, but I, I, so I would, I would go into that and I would say the same thing. Um, Chris Pine exited the first movie beautifully. Mm-hmm. I mean, out in the sky, plane blowing up, fantastic, right? Uh, and, and you felt that raw emotion uh, from Wonder Woman when, when that happened, right? I mean, that's when she busted out and ends up, you know, uh, beating, beating her brother, right? And, uh, and so anyway, it was just – it was a great exit. I don't think that Chris Pine added anything to this movie. Not necessarily his acting didn't, but again, his character didn't necessarily add any any depth to this movie for me. Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of taking a step back from what you want with a uh, female led cast, where you have to have. I don't I don't I don't like that movies nowadays. You have to have a love interest for the lead character. I, I just kind of get tired. Does every movie have to have a love story? Like, well, in this love story, kind of went above and beyond, right? You're talking about two people that have known each other for maybe a week or two, right? In the first movie. I I don't know exactly what that timeline is, but it's not very long. Maybe even a few days. uh, To then him being gone for 66 years and her still just every time she looks at a plane in the sky and she's just this, you know, horribly depressed human, or I should say God. Yeah. uh, And it's like. Really? Yes, exactly. I, she she she's this god, and the first man she sees in her life, she's gonna fall in love with. I can get behind that, and I enjoy. Like I said, Wonder Woman, the first one was fantastic and perfectly done. Uh, but then then sixty, you said sixty six, sixty six years, years yeah. sixty six years later, and she is still just pining over Chris Pine, and that's a little word play there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but like get over it, man. And and I know that. You can't tell somebody when to stop loving someone and all that stuff that plays it. But seriously, you're a god. You're supposed to be the the strong woman, you know, this and you you, you can't get over a guy for sixty six years. She, she hasn't aged for sixty six years. <laughs> yeah. This dude would have been dead probably whether whether that, he stayed alive or not. That's right? what my wife I mean, said. That's what my wife said. She's like she's like, Well, I mean, she's gonna have to say goodbye to him eventually anyway, because she's going to or he's going to age and she's not. Plus Plus, like you said, the immoral value of her of a guy coming back and taking over another body, which that was a little bit of a spoiler alert, but but <laughs> <laughs> but no, we uh, but we know we know Steve Trevor's coming back, and they make it a very believable way. I like I like the manner that they did it. Uh, I just don't know that we needed it. Um, and like you said, it's do they really need uh, like how do they accept the fact that she's just going to or he's just going to take over this life and this other dude just <laughs> out, out of luck. It's his life. Literally the most, care. the most immoral way for this yeah. story to be told. And, and Wonder Woman, this, you know, iconic hero, always yeah. doing good, believes in truth. It just goes with the most immoral way to bring her boyfriend, which they kept yeah. using, boyfriend. which even made it, made me laugh even a little bit more. Cause this isn't even like her, you know, long husband or anything. Yeah. And it's like you're just okay with you know basically destroying somebody else's life to Correct. get your love interest back. Yeah. And I just I had a really tough time swallowing that as a as a storyline. And again, I just I, I didn't understand that. Totally agree. I think it was totally unnecessary. And and again, I I love Chris Pine. Everything Chris Pine does, I absolutely am in. I think he's an incredible actor. Yep, I, I love agree. his movies so much. I I wish I could see more of him in movies. Uh, Star Trek, by the way, that's I I, oh, I really wish they do one more episode. Or one he was more, fantastic. Oh, he's great. Yeah, the best, fantastic. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, but it to me it was all uh, unnecessary. I just well, don't. 
the other thing too that that frustrated me throughout this entire movie uh if you're uh, a big fan of wonder woman one which oh, yeah. i am that's yeah, literally my favorite dc movie of all time i mean it is all time of all time i i dark knight I, oh, dang it <laughs> okay yeah not including yeah. I, uh, not including the Dark Knight okay, series, gotcha. uh, but yeah, I mean it's just it's just fantastic, right? I yep. love the way that it makes you feel. I love the story, everything else. Uh, but going into 1984, there's a ton of inconsistencies with the first movie, and it's the same people directing, or it's the same yep. same person directing it, right? And the frustrating part on that is even at the very beginning, the very front side of this movie, you watch. Little Wonder Woman, right, at, I don't know, probably eight, nine years old, yep. running around as, like, this amazing warrior. And they specifically called out in Wonder Woman 1 that she didn't, her mom did not know she was training until she was a teenager. Yeah. And it's like, so we didn't even follow the consistency of that timeline. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, she was an amazing warrior at the yep. age of eight. Yep. So, so at one point in Wonder Woman one, she's able to jump off the the thing, and her mom catches her arm. And, yeah. Nope. Can't be doing that. But in this in this movie, apparently, she's gonna go off and do all these uh, whatever you want. To go. I I liken it to uh, Wipeout. It looks like they're doing a Wipeout series. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they're yeah. running along the little. Pe- anyway, the, the other thing too, though, the entire storyline, but you know, from that 15, 20 minute opening scene that I don't know why we had. Uh, I don't even know how it wraps into the overall movie. Correct. Okay. So I watched, I watched it again, like you did. Uh, and because I thought the same thing, it seemed like the, the opening scenes, both of them were just entirely disconnected from the movie itself. Uh, and the, the opening scenes are the only time you get action for another hour too. So like you get these two opening scenes where it's, it's like a double in- intro, uh, the first one is, I think it's the first one. Yeah, it's the first one where she's doing this. Uh, like I said, the wipeout, the Olympics for whatever, for the Amazonian women. Um, and there was supposed to be some sort of lesson to be learned about lies catch up to you. And I guess that's what the moral of the story is. But it's, yeah, it it's, was that's, weak. A, that's a street. It's and a it was, stretch. Yeah, exactly. And it was in the face of what, what happened. Uh, and then on top of that, and again, let's, let's, let's stay with that, though, before we go into the, the other opening scene. Uh, you talked about the one comparing the first Wonder Woman to this one. Uh, she was not. She was not the brave, godlike creature that we saw in the first one, who was running out on the field with a with her shield to fight on, you know, crossing no man's land and just. She, you know, that like scene she, is fantastic. It is. It gave me chills fantastic. thinking about it because that is such an iconic scene that is great and like everything that she does up there. She just is. She just can't understand why. Uh, why people would want to do these bad things and that sort of thing. And she's just so she's all power and and just trying to find herself and the, and then this one it's like none of those feelings none of those feelings i never had that one scene that gave me chills made the hair of my neck you know raise up like i did there was probably three different scenes in in the first wonder woman where that happened right yeah uh one of my favorite is when uh uh steve yells you know uh diana shield right yeah, and it was just it. it was just amazing yep. right and uh and we didn't have any of that yep. uh she <laughs> going back to the opening scenes and you end up having uh the mall and she's like literally swinging around like she's spider-man yes and it's all just sporadic there was nothing yep. that was so i agree and and like you look at the first one and the second one the, the way she moved was kind of like 300-esque where you know there's more 
kind of a, a, a fluid mo- motion with her with her fighting style and stuff, which is kind of cool. I felt like it was a little bit over overdone here because now you've got her her lasso, which is like a sentient being, which is fine. <laughs> I can get behind that, but it's like she throws it up in the air and it just pulls her along like like a zip line, like a Batman, you know, like a. Uh, and then she does what she was lassoing. And throws it behind her and lassos two guys because it splits in half and it just it just seemed like it was it was almost like this was Wonder Woman's lasso. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. well, and, and correct. So I, I don't know much about Wonder Woman from like the comic book side for for whatever reason I don't know why. Like growing up, uh, I don't remember Wonder Woman being in like a lot of the series and stuff that I guess maybe I watched, but uh, so I don't know a lot about her character. But in this. You're, you're sitting here watching her, uh, at, especially towards the end of the movie, tr- you know, flying with her lasso. And like, that's how she flies is with the lasso. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that I thought she could just fly. She can in the comics. Like she just flies. Like <laughs> And she, so, and that was kind of back and forth in this movie too, though. You kind of seen this. Well, you know, yeah, but I feel like that's, that's where I was going to go with the, with the fighting styles and stuff like that, because it's almost like she defies gravity a little bit, kind of like Superman does, but she just doesn't know how to do it yet. Like she doesn't. So I feel like as she was having her pilot, Steve Trevor kind of talked to her about things, you know, where he's saying, just find the wind. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where, where she kind of got that I could ability. See that. So I, I, I was able to, to put that one aside and be like, okay, I can get behind that now, you know? So, yeah. It didn't, it didn't bother me. Oh, I yeah. just didn't realize that that was like, I didn't know if that's how she you know, flew in the comics. Yeah. No, or, I've never or seen what. her because it any- almost, it, it reminded me a lot of Thor. Yeah. Right. It's like, here, I'm going to spin yeah. this thing, throw it up and, and, and yeah. take off. So there's just a little bit of that. That was, uh, so th- speaking of Thor, uh, which also we should talk about the fish out of water stuff too, because Steve Trevor does the typical <laughs> fish out of water. Cause he's from the 19, 1940s or whatever. Thir- no, no. 1918 was when he died. Okay. 1918 so, yeah. is when he died. So he, he's coming back to, uh, to 1984 and, uh, he's a fish out of water and doesn't know how to use, you know, anything, nothing is, but, and they, and they, and they, they, that's, I feel like that's where the, they forced the, the eighties on you so much because that second scene that talked about, it had the Trans Am, it had the colors, you know, the wild colors, the, the sunglasses, the pack malls, all that stuff. So they the, had all the, the exercise suits, the, yeah, the, yeah, the they, women they had wore, all that stuff, know. but they didn't have any music. Yeah. No, no, no eighties. There's no eighties music whatsoever. And I think that's one of the, the worst things it, that, that to me, it, it, I think it would have made this movie significantly better because it almost then, you know, you can start getting into that, uh, what guardians of the galaxy has done for us yes. for, for soundtrack. Yes. Wise, right. Yes. I mean, I don't think there's hardly a better movie for soundtrack than guardians of the galaxy. Right? One of the most important part of the eighties was the music was the music. Yeah. And, and for this, it was, it, it was almost like they tried to just force the eighties on you. And it's like, Trans Am, this all the exercise yeah. stuff, cheese in a can, this exercise bike, pop tarts, and it's like, why? Why do we need to go through? And because then there's nothing else that's in the exa- '80s. The rest of the movie. That's exactly it. The '80s were really force-fed to you over two scenes: that opening mall scene, uh, and where you had, like I said, all the outfits and the Trans Ams and all that stuff, and that scene in in the apartment where Trevor's trying on clothes. Oh, and it's yeah, the fanny pack. That was the fanny other pack. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah. I get it. You know, I would. I'd actually like to bring a fanny pack back. Hey, I, talk, I, I told Kayla that I'm like, you know, with my my wallet, and my pocket knife, and you got earbuds now, and all that stuff. It's like, why not just why not just carry a fanny pack? It does make a lot of sense. It I mean, makes so just, much sense. You know, like, to be honest, here. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, to go back, you said something about Thor. Compared to Thor, um, I gotta throw out my favorite comic book series from the '90s when I was a kid. Um, was the DC versus Marvel for four part series 
Super cool. Absolutely loved it. And uh, at one point, uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel, uh, not Captain Marvel, uh, at the time he's Captain Marvel, Shazam, was fighting Thor. And Thor beat him by stopping his lightning from changing from a boy into a into a superhero. Oh, you know, yeah. like that's what, yeah, so that he used sense. his sword to take this. Yeah. Anyway, but the Mjolnir, his his uh, hammer got lost, and uh, so it's thrown away. And and Diana Prince finds it, and she grabs it. And all of a sudden, she's got the power of Thor, <laughs> but she casts it away because she's she's a morally sound human being and or God and doesn't want to fight uh, she is in the comics not necessarily in 1984 correct. yeah 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 but she didn't want to fight storm with an unfair advantage and actually storm ended up winning so wow, wow. spoiler alert on that one yeah no <laughs> I, I i don't know like i said i had uh, i had some struggles with uh with some of the consistency on uh on this throughout there there was another one that uh that happened uh, fairly early on but you don't find that it was inconsistent until later uh she specifically calls out max lord offers to hook her up with a 19 inch tv yeah. Right. And this was like, a, uh, it is a specific scene that they literally draw your attention to that. You can get this 19 yep. inch TV and she makes a comment. I don't own a TV. I don't have one. <laughs> and he's like, man, I can get you one. She's like, I'd rather have the one I don't have. Right. Yeah. That's her, that's her comment on yeah. there. Which sounds like something that one yeah, would say. Which yeah. I, <laughs> when you're watching, it's like, okay, that yep. sounds fantastic. Absolutely. Well, fast forward later on in the movie, they go back to her apartment. <laughs> they walk into this closet where she's got all this, you know, <laughs> stuff hidden in there. And there's like 20 TVs in this room. <laughs> They're all showing the news and everything else. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, well, why did you call out my attention that you didn't have a TV and you make a big deal about it and yeah. then just totally show me that you have a bunch of TVs? Yes. Yeah. I and just don't understand the uh, the writing behind this. Absolutely, another downfall that I thought was like was how on the nose things had to be with uh, when 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 Steve Trevor when they get when they get whenever they make a wish whenever they make a wish their hair blows like, oh, like yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's like do you have to do that do you have to make their hair blow and a wind going because like if that happened I'd be like okay well something's happening here because randomly I'm in a, in a in a building and all of a sudden wind is just blowing my face and I think that's a little bit odd I would look around to see what happened <laughs> uh, but they don't and then like when when she wishes for Steve Trevor to come back and he comes back you know in another's body uh his watch starts and it's like I get this that it's symbolic because she gave him the watch or he gave her the watch and all that stuff but like do we need to do that do we need to be so in your face with with this like uh, yeah again symbolism again I, I just think that it's a very poorly written film and that and and that's what I keep going back to because these are are these are not mistakes that the actors do these are mistakes that are in the script these are script mistakes yep and and that's the part that probably frustrated me the most on this is and, and I know I keep mentioning this but it's like Gal Gadot did fantastic yep. you know Kristen Wiig actually her character. Although it's exactly the same as Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. <laughs> really is. Yeah. It like literally verbatim. Yep. The exact Even the same hair because it was in the nineties or eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean you have a lot of like similarities there, but uh I, I think that she did fantastic. Um, you know, I, I talked about Pedro and and uh, and his uh, his acting, but uh I, I think it was well acted for the most part. It's just that you had this really bad script yep and and i and i did some research on why they had the two openings uh and they said that uh that patty jenkins fought hard to keep both those those starting uh those opening videos in there those opening scenes uh which i again i, I feel like weren't necessary and they were kind of maybe setting the tone but 
whatever. Um, yeah. Warner Brothers said that they had it. She had to take one of them away, one or the other, either the mall scene or the the Olympics, the Wipeout Olympics. Uh, one of them had to go, and she basically said no. You know, Wonder Woman was a success because of the way I, way I saw it and that sort of thing. So they let her have it, and I I don't know, but I just feel like it was a poor decision as well. Um, I just don't get it. You know, so yeah, yeah, no, and I I understand. Like, I think there's like the uh, I like the the little girl aspect of it. Of you have this, I, I think there's a lot of little girls out there that would look up to that and and have like a really cool feeling with that. But the the issue was is it just didn't fit into this yeah. movie. Like, I, I and agree, I, the, and and, and like it that, did the first one. Correct, it the, did the first. Correct, one. the the little girl at the mall looking up to her. It's like it's like yeah, I can see that as being a tone setter. Like yep. you know, uh, because it is. It's a big step forward for superhero movies that you're going to have this this blockbuster movie that's 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 a lead actress of a you know powerful woman style so it's very cool very great that they're doing that but if you're going to do that make her a powerful strong woman not yeah not i don't know somebody pining over her boyfriend after 66 years yeah yeah she was not the the powerful superhero in this movie like i literally don't i i hardly i don't think i can remember a time one of the best feelings actually you just mentioned it in the mall scene, when she slides the little girl into the into the bear, and they have the funny little action when he when she's holding him upside down, yeah, that to me yeah. I think was actually one of the best little interactions that they had with Correct. a powerful you know superhero. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. On the subject of leading ladies and stuff like that, I feel like Kristen Wiig was actually the one who should have been who kind of took over that role here because she was the one that was powerful. And and although she did the the classic. Uh, like you said, she just sounded exactly like Michelle Pfeiffer in, in Batman Returns. But she did the like the she's all that thing too, where <laughs> she's wearing glasses and she's so dorky and all this stuff. People won't even help pick up her papers. Another one that was so oh. I was like, like, are people really that rude that if you see a young woman with with her stuff all over and asking for help to pick up her papers that nobody's everybody's gonna walk by and like come on that that was way overdone way over yeah and and there is that that whole part where again i'm gonna go back to the consistency on this and things that are stated in movies and uh that just make me laugh in the first wonder woman as she's getting dressed after her and steve get back from the island right yeah and she's trying on and that's kind of a funny scene when she's trying on the outfits yeah which is exactly the same scene that her and Steve had in this movie. <laughs> it is, yeah. It really is. I it is. Know. It's yeah. just like rinse and repeat. Again, <laughs> yeah. terrible, terrible writing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, she makes a comment. Oh, or Steve gives her the glasses and puts the glasses on, and then Steve's secretary states, well, you can't cover up the most beautiful girl yeah. in the world with glasses, yeah. right? Yeah, all of a sudden, now she doesn't look like the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. I love that but, line. <laughs> but now, it's like with Kristen Wiig, a beautiful woman, yeah. and now it's like you're going to tell me that her putting on a pair of glasses is what makes her dorky. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, it, it just, it, it goes against yeah. everything that they're trying to, yeah. trying to go for here. Here's the downfall of Kristen Wiig. I cannot look at Kristen Wiig without wanting to laugh because... That woman has my funny bone for sure. I absolutely adore her, and like I, I, whenever I see her, uh, whenever I see her on screen, it's like it's like I want to laugh. I'm gonna laugh. Let's do some laugh. Oh, yeah, I picture her in bridesmaids. Yeah, is that it? she's yeah. just so she got that dry, sarcastic humor that I just absolutely love. So the the part that I actually liked, uh, because I at first you know I mean she is this dorky. Yeah, funny. Start, we should start talking about things we'd like here. Because yeah, yeah, no, it's not I, it's not as terrible as we're making it out sound. But it, yeah, I mean it's better than Green Green Lantern. It is, That's what I said. It's better than Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
No, uh, the funny thing is, is her character is really funny and dorky at the very beginning of this, right? Yep. Which feels very, very much like Kristen Wiig. When the changing point for me was when she just kicked the crap out of the dude. Yeah. Like when she was running past him. Yeah. And the look Stops. on her face was absolutely just awesome yeah. because like it was the true turning point of like she is no longer she's no longer good. Yeah. Right. And yep. that was like I don't know. I thought she did literally a, just a fantastic job of transitioning yeah. that. Yep. I would like to see I would like to see her brought back in a future film to have another another I'd like to see another shot of her. I'd like to I'd like yeah. to see her get another shot. I, so with that, I mean just as we're talking about her and her character I wanted more of her character. Totally. Like agree. I could have gotten rid of Max Lord and had this be a hundred percent about totally. Cheetah and Wonder Woman. Yep. And that's get rid it. Of, get rid of Steve Trevor too. I mean, like, and again, yeah. loved his character, but get rid of him and just have it be about these two women battling, you know, like yeah. and give us some big, bold fight scenes. I mean, like I loved his character in, in the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, He's just not needed in this one. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. again, it doesn't take away from his acting. It's just his character is not needed in this movie. Correct. Although it would have been great if when he started up uh, his plane and he stole his jet, which again, again, stole jet uh, pilot from 1918. <laughs> Maybe somebody out there can tell me, but I, as far as I'm not a pilot, but could you go in and fly a Hornet or whatever that was? It's, in the year 1984, if you were a pilot from 1918. I mean, 1918... If I'm not completely mistaken here, you're still on a stick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, the, if you remember that, like, little canvas plane, yeah, it was plane like, yep, that yep. he had, you know? I mean, like, that's got to be a stick-ran plane yep. with, like, pedal rudders on yep. it. And then you jump into this, like, highly sophisticated Jeff whatever, yeah. right? It, which was weird. T they had side-by-side -side seats in that jet, too. Yeah. Again, it's another thing. tell there. us if that's a thing, actually. But I don't think it is to actually have a a... Aside, but I've never seen it. I mean, Goose and Maverick definitely did not sit next to each other. <laughs> no. They definitely would have had a much different outcome if they <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually, speaking of that, I believe you were just about to say something going back to that movie. Correct. They should have <laughs> at that point. They should have had Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone play. That would have been a great time to bring in some '80s music. Uh, and that's another question I'd like to ask: Is what what '80s music would you have liked to seen or should have been recommended in there? Because I think that's what. Uh, like the Guardians of the Galaxy style, like that would have been perfect for this movie. That would have been great to have. This was a missed opportunity. To ha and Hans Zimmer is great. Everybody knows that. But when you've got a chance to play into a decade, why not play into that decade? Like I Guardians of the Galaxy made me love 80s music that I didn't even know that I loved. Yep, exactly. They didn't like, play anything major. It was stuff you hadn't heard. I mean, you heard it. But you never really heard it. Like, yeah, like or at it's least not, we hadn't because or it's not on my playlist by any means. Correct. You know, exactly. So we're rocking out to like you know Poison and Guns and Roses you and go. you know some yeah. of that. Not not what they were playing. Yeah, and, uh, tell me they couldn't play Welcome to the Jungle when uh, when Cheetah started becoming Cheetah. You know, like that would have been a good one. Eighty four. Oh no, I think that would have been like eighty nine. <laughs> <something like> that. <laughs> I think that's closer good to point. the nineties. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. But Touché. no. I, I think there was a lot of missed opportunities on uh, on a soundtrack, and I think this. And I do love, I love the music that that Wonder Woman has, right? That da -da -da, yeah, that, yeah, right. Like and and like it was kind of fun a couple different times. I think they did this in the first movie too, uh, when she would start doing something, you just kind of hear it lightly play in the background, and then all of a sudden it's like you know full bore. And so I like the music, but it was like again the same soundtrack that was in. The yeah. first Wonder Woman. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and and I just feel like that was a missed opportunity, huge missed opportunity. Uh, so the things that I did like about the movie, um, I liked that it was color. So, like, I, I feel I feel like we've had, and and I say that because a lot of the previous DC Universe movies have almost been that. Oh, that dark Zack Snyder style. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. if you look at if you look at uh, uh, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and even Wonder Woman or the first Wonder Woman, like they were very dark for the most part. Whereas this one seemed to be the first one that was mainly taken all the the everything was going on during the day and you're you know like you had a lot of light like her suit seemed more vibrant oh i would compare it to thor one and two to ragnarok right you know what i mean yeah, like it's like that same comparison. kind of tra- transition where it was like now bright vibrant you know all these yeah. nice and you know bright colors and everything totally agree um <laughs> after that i still think it was a good movie i still think that it was a very good movie so don't not watch this movie because we're we're bashing it here it's just a little bit too much. I just feel like it was a step back. Um, not a bad movie, just not as good as Wonder Woman one, and that's a that's a high bar to to hit. So no, absolutely. Wonder Woman one is is probably the best movie in the DC universe. It's just like here's my issue, man. I sound like a hater right yeah. now, yeah, and you Wonder really- Woman <laughs> is like literally one of like I said, it's one of my favorite yeah. all time movies. I love Wonder Woman one, uh, but my issue that I keep going back to is. I can accept most of the time, usually the sequel actually gets a little better than the first one at times, right? If you look at uh, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, right? You start you start really making a, yeah. a huge jump, right? Uh, X1, X2, actually, I think is another one that yeah. I would end up uh, throwing in there. Terminator. Uh, a lot of times, you get that second shot. You get to redo what you did really well, and you get to add in all the next cool things to, to make it even better. Now, you do get some of them that go backwards. In my opinion, Guardians of the Galaxy went backwards from one to two. Not a drastic, like, it wasn't a, it was no. still a fantastic movie. It's just that it, the luster of the first one was wore off on the second one, right? I hear that. Uh, this one, it just went from this incredibly awesome, powerful movie to just, I mean, just a dud. Like, like I <laughs> mean, I'm not going to say dud. It's not a, I'm not saying it as a, as a whole compared to Wonder Woman one. This is a dud of a movie. Yeah. But if you could, yeah. yeah. But you have to compare have to. it to yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you're right. But I still, I don't, I don't dislike the movie. I just think that there was a lot of stuff that I, the second time I watched it, I felt better about it because I had already seen some things and known, you know, why this is happening this way. And this, you know, so it's like, okay, okay, I can get behind it, you know. But again, when I watched Wonder Woman 1, like, I was wowed. I was, no, it is. I was, you know, I get chills thinking about it when years later, was that 2017? I think. 17, yeah. Yeah. Years later, and I'm, I get chills thinking about that movie because it was so incredible, so empowering. It was so, it was everything. It was perfect. Perfect movie. And then this one was just like, eh, it's, it's all right. You know? I would compare it like if you went from Iron Man 1 and then just skipped 2 and went right to Iron Man 3. And like that, like there's a big gap between those two movies. <laughs> ah, that's a good, yeah. That's a good one. I would say that's about right, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's just, there's just no luster to it. So, so leaving Green, Green Lantern out uh, and the, the rest of the DC world, what, where would you put it as far as DC? The DC multiverse, which it sounds to me like Patty Jenkins threw out Justice League anyway, because there were certain things that didn't jive with those two as well. You yeah. know, um, but comparing, if you had to list off the DC universe movies right now, the multiverse that they are in, 
Yeah, I, I if it's all going to continue with the same, you know, I don't know what the plans are for the future. Yeah, uh, I feel like this one needed it to be to be in there to save it, but we'll see. Anyway, regardless, one, two, and three on that list to me are incredibly easy to to, to throw out there. And my one is Wonder Woman by far. Yep. Uh, number two is Aquaman. Aquaman was I thought fantastic, and that yep. one had like the largest chance of just being a crap movie totally. and it was fantastic yep. you know because yep. you got to do a lot of cgi stuff you got to do a lot of underwater things uh i thought they did great at that again this movie 1984 i thought the cgi was very poorly done uh, I think so too. as well like it just the the, fi- the final fight uh just not exciting yeah i wanted more there yeah just i don't know just just it felt very cgi esque yeah. uh and then number three to me is shazam i actually yeah. really like shazam uh, and I think that that one has that fun flair that we just we don't know exactly where they're going to take yep. it. Uh, but I think that one has like a, a really cool, uh, cool one to go. You start getting into the uh, Superman or what Man of Steel, uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Honestly, you could probably roll the dice on about any of those to me. Uh None of them are wow to me. Yep. Um, and, and, and yeah, I could pretty much go either way. So- and then you'd have like Suicide Squad. Yeah, so I would take I would take that and I would flip it around a little bit because I would put I would put Wonder Woman the first one at number one easily, uh, number two I'm putting Man of Steel pretty easily at number two. I I dang close to wanting to put it number one because wow. I really really liked Man of Steel. Uh, I think that was a really well done movie. Um, I just Superman finding himself that sort of thing. Um, number three I would put Shazam. Oh. Number four I would put Aquaman. Then I would put this one at five. Uh, then we go into Justice League and. Uh, probably, I'd probably go Batman versus Superman after that, and then yeah. Suicide Squad. I I really I think eighty four is at the bottom of my list, very bottom, at the below very, Suicide uh, below. So I had I had I think I had more fun watching Suicide Squad than what I had Harley Quinn and uh, Rob uh, uh, Margot Robbie was better. Like the, I I enjoyed and had more fun watching her. Than I did watching Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I really liked uh, Jai Courtney and Will Smith in that movie too. Uh, Clint Eastwood's boy, what's his name? Ah, uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah, his we'll name. But put up on the thing. Yeah, there, it's right there. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I really like that cast. That was a great cast. Uh, I just don't think that it. To me, they were bad guys, but they never acted like bad guys, and like oh, they yeah. never did anything bad. Yeah. Like the monsters were just. CGI turds or something like that. Like, yeah. I really, I really dislike. No, the, the 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 bad guys were absolutely terrible. I, I yeah. think I just I did I enjoyed it probably as much as what I did eighty four. I don't know, flop them around wherever yeah. you want to throw have them. You, have you seen the tra- the trailer for the new one, the new no, Suicide I Squad? Not yet. It looks really good. They've got like a list of characters that are a mile long. It's got the guy from I'm gonna remember I'm gonna miss all these names here, but the guy from uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, and uh, it's bringing back. Margot Robbie and oh this guy from Saturday Night Live yeah that, that's oh, the one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Jai Courtney's coming back um, there's just a ton of huge actors in there I wish I could think of their names list them all up here because there's there's a <laughs> Suicide few Suicide Squad two right yeah here. exactly there's a few of them right <laughs> here that I I can't remember their names uh, anyway regardless they've got all these characters and I imagine that half of them are gonna be dead before the beginning of the movie yeah. like they did in Suicide one but anyway sorry well and that, that I just I hope they take that. Uh, and I think this is what we all wanted out of out of Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. I mean, I wanted DC's version of Deadpool, yeah, right. Like, I want it like yeah. gruesome. I want it uh, very adult. I want it like, like Suicide Squad is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy style, though, because it's the same director. Oh yeah, yeah. There so you go. There you anyway, go. 
which right, I, I, I think I can handle that yeah, as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I, I so so with this, uh, one of the other questions that I would ask everybody out there, and like we said at the very beginning of this, uh, we watched it via HBO Max. Um, and, uh, and it is one of those that, that you can watch in theaters as well. Uh, what's your preference, right? So it sounds like HBO max for 2021 is going to be launching all the Warner brother titles yep. will be, uh, on HBO max and theaters. Uh, will you be going to theaters to watch these movies or are you going to sit in the comfort of your own uh, comfort of yep. your own home? So yep. I'm a huge, huge save the cinema guy. I'd really like to get back to movie theaters, but I just don't feel like now's the time to start forcing things like that when we're so close to being able to just do that like crazy in the future yeah. anyway. So I I love that they're that that uh, Warner Brothers is taking a sleep and saying we're gonna do it this way for at least one year and see. Yeah. Hope, hopefully after that it goes back to normal and everything's in cinemas and I know not everybody's gonna agree with that, but I like I like the cinema experience. So one of the other questions, you know, we talked about where we ranked this for uh, for our movies within the DC universe. Where would you put it? So are are you putting it in the middle like uh, like Chad's putting it? Are you putting it down at the bottom? Uh, uh, where where are you putting this uh, this movie at? Yep. The other one I'd like to say is. Uh, have you seen any Easter eggs in it? Because I, I watched it twice and I even, there was a scene where they're looking into like a room filled with different uh, relics, oh, the, yeah. black market yep. relics. Like, I paused it there to see if I could find some sort of Easter egg. And I thought maybe there was a head of Zeus back there, but that's not really an Easter egg. Uh, so I'd love to know if there were any Easter eggs out there as well. Yeah, I think like the two big callbacks, and I'm not going to mention these because they are total spoilers and they are really fun to watch. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we talked about um, uh, just I, I think when they're flying together, I think there's some neat things that, yeah. that happen around there uh, that are there are some neat callbacks. Yeah. And I think that, uh, of course, stay after the credits. Yep. Uh, you're going to want to you're going to want to watch that. Great and post credit scene. That that post credit scene um it was was fantastic. Yeah, it was probably the only time I got I got chills in the movie. Yeah, so it was uh, like I said, it was just yep. it was great. So. Feel a little shame that I didn't see it coming. So yeah, I didn't either. I didn't <laughs> either completely so. by surprise. So yeah, there's a lot of things that I thought were really predictable about that movie. That was not one. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So well, hey, with that, I think that uh, that wraps up uh, this edition uh, of uh, of the Pandora's Theater. So uh, the credits are rolling. Lights are coming on. That's the end of the show. 